0: Las Aguilas, a family podcast. Las Aguilas, a family
1: podcast.
0: Do it one more time, like slightly louder. Las
1: Aguilas, a
0: family podcast. Now do it one more time, like you care about everybody. <laughs> um, Las Aguilas, a family podcast. Las Aguilas, a family podcast. All right, we're recording. Hello, and welcome back to the Las Aguilas podcast. I'm Hector Farias.
2: And I'm Hugo Flores.
0: How are you doing, Hugo? I know I just asked you that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you're for good. everyone else.
2: I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I'm uh, enjoying my last semester of college and uh, in the process of applying for grad school. So hopefully I get in so I can continue my education. So that's kind of where everything is at right now. How about yourself? Nice.
0: That's cool, dude. Um, I'm good. I'm, you know, back here in Boston trying to get through my second or third to last semester um of grad school but it's it's going good weather's nice um people are taking covid seriously so you know that's good fairly safe feeling out here um so you're applying to grad school that's cool um what do you want to go to grad school for
2: i'm trying to go for masters of real estate is my is, is the grad school that i'm applying for right now and you know i've been it's kind of been in the works for a while you know they want to do it for a long time and they they seem to like kids that come out of the agricultural economics department so uh, i think it's it'll be good for me so i'm pretty excited about it
0: that's cool man and so um you're doing undergrad agricultural economics is, is what you said you cut out a little bit so yeah, i couldn't hear all of it cool cool and yeah, uh my bad. yeah no you're good that's that's internet service man um But, uh, so what got you into, into that for people that don't know?
2: Well, so for the longest time in my life, you know, I've been around my dad who does a lot of ranch, real estate transactions and stuff. And, you know, I've been exposed to it since I was a little kid and it's just always been, I've always been really attracted to it. You know, I've always liked the whole, you know, going and looking at different properties every day and meeting new people and just making those connections. And I've always been really fond of that. And so when I found out that they had that program. You know, I was I was pretty excited about it. And I knew that my background in, in ranch real estate and stuff would, would really translate well over to that. So that's kind of how it started.
0: Gotcha. And the grad program you're applying to is also at A&M or are you applying yeah. to one of the places?
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, for me, it's I mean, if, if I want to go to graduate school, I really want to go to a for it. So that's it's kind of uh, all or nothing. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's cool, man. Well, I hope you hope you get in. I'm sure you will. But, you know. This, that's exciting man
2: <laughs> yeah i appreciate it so what what are you studying grad school for
0: I, i'm doing screenwriting uh here at bu Heck yeah. um yeah it's, it's been it's been interesting covid's definitely made it more interesting really? yeah how's uh how's like you know finishing off college with all this going on what's what's it like at a&m right now
2: it's interesting you know because i think like I'd probably say like eighty five percent of the student body's back, but you know, nobody's on campus, it's pretty dead. I mean, but you still have people going everywhere in town, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic. You know, the whole uh, online classes has been kind of a, a new thing to adapt to, but I mean, you know, it's I guess it's part of life, you know, it throws you a curveball, so you gotta just kind of adapt and overcome. So that's kind of where we're at right now. How about over there?
0: Yeah, I that. It's uh, also we're doing like some hybrid stuff so like i'll go to one class where there's only six of us in like a large classroom all sitting away from each other but it's you know it's not it i'd rather if it was all online um just because since half the class is still offline we have to look at them on zoom anyways and we're still wearing masks so it's kind of like why why are we doing this if we're not having it that is like set up better um because but also like I don't know about you but i really don't like online classes like i just can't take them seriously it's a, uh, it's difficult i've started dressing up nicer for my online classes so that i can feel more real but it's not quite working i don't uh, what do you think
2: i understand 100 percent. i mean for one you have all the distractions in wherever you're you know your home or wherever you're staying at you know you're not you're not forced to be in that environment where you have to focus and you have so many different things that you can worry about that it's kind of hard to keen in on it and um I just think that like not having that one-to-one interaction with the professors and with other classmates really makes it difficult to have that motivation to want to you know go and, and and watch that class you know I, I i can tell you right now i experienced that firsthand too so you know
0: yeah it's it's um i know it's weird it's like you're saying like to be in class that one-on-one it's just a different like v- I don't, for lack of a better word, it's a different vibe. You know, everyone's more awake. You can yeah, feel yeah, everyone yeah. physically around you. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's weird, but we got to get used to it.
2: How's the seating situated with those, with those hybrid classes? I'm wondering, because I have, I have something similar at AM.
0: So we're all sitting, you know, six feet apart from each other at the very least. Um, so we're like at different corners of the classroom, but it's hard to, to like hear people. Um, like on Zoom, if we have like one microphone in the middle of the classroom. Yeah. So we're kind of having to go back and forth between, you know, the mic that's in class and then our own personal mics that are connected to our laptops also connect to Zoom. So it's just, it's not quite, it's not quite there, you know, they haven't, the, like every professor has not quite figured out how to use all the technology that would allow them to do it better. Um, So it's kind of like just, yeah, come over to to class. We'll all sit apart from each other and we'll just do Zoom in person. (laughs) But it's still Zoom in person. The only benefit is afterwards, I can maybe ask my professor a question. Um, But I mean, I can still do that on Zoom and just be like, hey, I have to talk to you after class. Yeah, you just type it in the chat and there you go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so do you, are all of your classes online or do you have any hybrid ones? So I have
2: one class that's hybrid and I've gone a couple of times just to see what it's about. And it's kind of odd, you know, they have like uh, color-coded seats. So it's like orange, yellow, red, blue, and it's like for each different class section. So you got to sit in your assigned color and that's mm-hmm. kind of how they keep you six feet apart. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic, but that professor is not exactly very good with technology. So it, like the Zoom has been crashing several times. So i are having to live <laughs> with that, but I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's to be expected in these times, I guess.
0: Yeah, I bet, and does, um, what, what are your classes like? Are they primarily, like, lectures, or do you have, like, labs? Because, I mean, mine are just, you know, we're sitting in front of each other, reading each other's scripts, and, like, talking about stuff. They've got, like, a presentation, but I don't know if it's, it's different for, for you all, or how the technology, like.
2: It's, it's all lectures. I mean, it's just lectures online, and then you kind of just go back and, you know, take quizzes based off of the material that you were taught. I mean, that's, Gotcha. That's basically all I'm dealing with this semester.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, because I've got like one class that would maybe be kind of like a lab, which is like storyboarding. Really? Um, and normally we'd have to go in person to a class. They'd have like these drawing tablets that we could practice on. But now since we have to do it at home, they're like, yeah, here, uh, here's a link, buy this tablet. And then you know we'll do class that way. Um, <laughs> So it's just weird for like all the kids that actually have to like be hands on for classes. Like a lot of them just got taken out of those classes and shoved into other ones that are just lecture based. So it's really weird. You don't quite get that full experience. And it's so hard to
2: adapt to when you're not used to that too.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. And I can't imagine what it's like for kids. You know, I saw one of my friends is helping his nephew and his nephew is, is like four or five years old and he's having mm-hmm. Zoom like Essentially, what is Zoom daycare? It's like, why, why is that even a thing? Oh, oh man. Gosh. I don't know. Um, That's cool, man. Are you excited to finish uh, school this yeah. last semester?
2: Yeah, I really am. You know, I, I really love my time at Texas A&M, and I think it's it's been an incredible experience. And so, you know, I've, uh, I'm happy that I'm, that I'm finishing that up, but, you know, I want to try to stay as long as I can. So grad school, hopefully, will come through, and uh, I'll uh, be able to stay there a couple more years.
0: Gotcha. All right. And then classic Easter question. What do you want to do after grad school? What's what's
2: the goal? So my plan is uh, between now or at least at least right now. And then while I'm in grad school, I'm I'm trying to get my real estate license. And then uh, so hopefully when I got out of grad school, I want to go right into ranch real estate, work under a broker and start selling properties and stuff. And then Eventually, wind up becoming my own broker is kind of the plan. And hopefully, if I've done well enough, I'd like to start investing in my own ranch line and flipping it like my dad does. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the career avenue that I want to take. So we'll see how it nice, goes. Nice. But I, you know, I really want to have the masters just as a backing in case you know the, the economy crashes and uh, you know real estate's not doing too hot, and I have something good to fall back on. So that's kind of my logic behind that, anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good, man. It's always good to have a have a plan B. Or see, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> how about now. you. Um, you know, the goal after after I finish this is to be a screenwriter, either TV or you know movies. Hopefully TV, because that's consistent pay. Yeah. Um, and just to write for like kids and teens TV, kids and young adults TV. That's awesome. That's the goal. We'll see what happens, but um, but yeah, kind of like you, my plan B and. Part of, you know, coming to grad school was that I can teach at a college level with this degree. Yeah. So if anything goes wrong, I'll just uh, teach some kids or do that on the side while I'm trying to sell some scripts or something.
2: Start teaching at Zoom University. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, so for everyone that did, that doesn't know, you had gone to like study abroad, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was, uh, was it Ireland or? Yeah. What was, yeah, what was that like?
2: To, it was, man, it was the most incredible experience that I've, that I've ever been a part of. Uh, so, yeah, we went to Ireland from the beginning of August through the, like the 16th. So it was like a two-week trip. And uh, basically, we went to go see different agricultural operations over there because that's like kind of what my, my major does. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went there and we saw a bunch of different cities and stuff. And just the, the people and the culture there were just different Dynamic to what I expected. I mean, you know, for starters, they don't even have any AC over there because it's so nice. The weather is so cool that they don't have any AC units in any of their houses. They just have windows that you open up. They don't have any bugs. I mean, it's 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 an incredible place. And uh, and on top of that, they really love Texans for some reason. So it was nice. You know, whenever you say you're from Texas, they were like, "Oh my God!" You just see the expression light up in their face, and it was yeah, it was a really cool trip, man. I was so glad I got to be a part of it for sure. It was,
0: that's cool. Why do they like Texans or Texas? I, don't, so I couldn't
2: figure it out. I, you know, we didn't really ask them. We just kind of said we were from Texas and they just immediately took to us, but we really didn't. I think it was just kind of like a, you know, they, they see Texas as this big, awesome state in the U S and I think that's just kind of why they like us. I mean, we really couldn't tell though. but I mean, Hey, we'll take it. So that was, <laughs> that was really cool. And um, yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. So what, what were the, um you said agricultural operations over there, what were those like yeah. and how, does, so how do went, they differ?
2: It was pretty cool actually. So we went to one farm, like a cattle farm, and they had like a robot that they had built that went and fed all the animals. It was like this automated mm. robot that would like go around and like dispense feed and all the pens. And so it was just like a super efficient system that they had set up. And it was just really cool to kind of witness that. And they had like all these milking machines and stuff and they would just, you know, work the animals through all this, all this stuff. And it was, just the difference in technology that they had was, was was pretty shocking. I had never seen that before. So that was really cool for me, being mm-hmm. someone that really enjoys that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you guys do a lot of that at A&M uh, now? I mean, obviously before COVID and stuff, or after COVID? Do you guys still do stuff like that um, in your last semester? Or was that more like stuff you did before this last semester? For the study abroad? Um, yeah, or just in, in general for your uh, program at a m yeah, well, so you're right. So we did
2: a lot of that, you know, pre-COVID, and mm-hmm. r- but right now that COVID hit, they haven't done any of that stuff because I mean, you just really can't go anywhere, you know. So all that stuff got shut down. So we'll see when when they when they bring it back up.
0: Yeah, it's cool. That's that's pretty neat. Just uh, you know, seeing how they I guess uh, essentially f- farm and ranch out yeah, yeah. out in Texas.
2: It's crazy because you know they also like their fences were made of stone. So I had never seen that before they have yeah instead of putting like wire fences like we do down here they had these big beautiful stone fences that were like five six hundred years old, that they had built. It was just really cool seeing the you know the whole infrastructure over there and then obviously driving on the opposite side of the highway was kind of a shock. (laughs) uh, Driving in in the opposite to what we do here so it Mm -hmm. took, took a while to get used to but that was pretty cool in itself as well.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. Hmm. very interesting (laughs) food was pretty
2: i got kind of like you know over there it's just fish and chips and a lot of potato dishes and and then after that it just kind of that's all they really serve so you get after a couple of weeks of that we were itching to come back to the states because you know the diversification of food is a lot better over here but Mm -hmm. other than that i can't complain it was amazing
0: that's cool there's only so many ways you can make uh eat a potato
2: yeah exactly Um,
0: that's cool so they don't have I don't know, like, other – I mean, they, they don't have other vegetables? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's – Or is it just, like, the, those are the main –
2: Yeah, like, a lot of the places I went to them, and they all have different sides, but your meat was – I mean, they had, like – it was just fish, salmon, a lot of seafood, and uh, a couple of different, like, ways that they would cook beef, uh, like, shepherd's pot pie and stuff, but that's that's about it. I mean, it was really – a pretty small group of foods that they would make over there. So that was interesting in itself. Gotcha, that was, gotcha. it was something else.
0: <laughs> I bet. Well, that's cool. Um, and y- your, your family went to go and drop you off or pick you up. Right.
2: Yeah. So actually uh, two weeks before that trip, we went out, we went out there to Scotland. So I spent two weeks in Scotland before spending two weeks in Ireland. So I got, I kind of got to see both because the university also offers a Scotland trip, but it's, it's uh I think it's like two months before the Ireland trip. So I didn't get to go with the university, but I went with my parents and we got to go see, you know, some of the universities there and, and just all the different sightseeing and stuff. And, and that was really cool and stuff. And it was a, quite, quite honestly, it was, it was weird because, you know, being as close as it is to, to Ireland, like the, everything in Scotland was different. You know, the, the way stuff was built, the landscape, you know, the cultures, it was crazy for how, for how close they are, you know, as countries that their, that their cultures were completely different, but it was another, you know, beauty in itself, mm-hmm. is for sure.
0: Well, what kinds of, like, can you give a, a specific example of what uh, was different between the two? Maybe. Yeah, the,
2: the, 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 um, the kilts, that was something that I <laughs> saw a lot of guys playing bagpipes and stuff, but uh, no, um, you know, I think one thing that I noticed there was that the people, the way they spoke was different, like their accent and stuff. I mean, it was all the same English, but Scottish and Irish is not the same the way they talk. And I can't really describe it because I'm terrible at accents, but it was kind of a, it was kind of a little different. And um, I just think I, we saw, like in Ireland, we saw much more diversification of people because like Dublin and cities like that are very, very diverse. And in Scotland, it was kind of a little less of that from what I, from what I got from it. And uh, But I mean, the food was kind of the same as, as it was in Ireland, a lot of the same food groups, but again, it was really cool. And a lot of, a lot of the buildings there were super old. I mean, we're talking 18th century and, and further back that these things were built, and uh, it was just really cool to kind of see that dynamic as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Um, would you ever think of living over there? Or where, where do you want to live after you graduate?
2: Honestly, I really wouldn't mind it though, because just the weather and it's so nice and green. I mean, it's, it's almost like a paradise. You know, the only thing that, that, the, the only reason why I wouldn't live there is because like the hunting laws and stuff are really strict and like to have a firearm over there is, is pretty, it's pretty hard. There's like a lot of different licenses and stuff. And so that, that would definitely be a little bit of a deal breaker for me. But other than that, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I would definitely want to live there.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And in the US if you or just in general, what where are you planning on
2: uh, staying here in Texas. In Texas? I, I, I love Texas, yeah. It's my home. So anywhere in particular? Me. Um, not really. I really like College Station. I really do. Mm. I, you know, I think the people are there really nice. I like I like the scenery of it. You know, I think it's a lot prettier than, you know, say somewhere down here in South Texas, but <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just it's just my kind of vibe, you know. It's 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 almost like a smaller town vibe, even though it's not. But I just kind of like the way it, the, the way it feels down uh, up there, I should say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I think that's that's probably the place that I would pick. That or San Antonio. I kind of I kind of do like San Antonio as well. Those are my, yeah. my two preferred choices.
0: San Antonio is a nice mix of like it's got some small town feel, but it's also huge.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a good it's a good balance of it. You know, it's not too big of a city, but it's also not a small town either. So it's you know, it's it's a good size.
0: Nice, nice. Um, going back to you know hunting laws. Have you gone hunting since uh, COVID started, or not know? yet? But I, I'm
2: actually going next weekend. I'm going with a, with a good friend of mine from AM. We're gonna go dove hunting at a place in Three Rivers. So that'll be the first time of the season. So I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Cool, cool, man. Um, did did hunting kind of like stop uh, during COVID, or was like it not actually? I think it spiked within... up. Oh, really? I think
2: it spiked. Yeah, because I think people had nothing else to do so they were going on you know all these exotic hunts and stuff because even though you probably shouldn't because of covid right but Mm -hmm. i think people were doing that because they were like well i got nothing else to do you know work is closed so i'm just going to go on a hunt and and i think a lot of people were doing more of that definitely during this time
0: it's kind of uh, of interesting what's the what's the craziest thing you've hunted so two i want to say
2: four years ago actually i went to new mexico to hunt ibex it's a type of goat that it's not from here but they released them in in this mountain range called the florida mountains like in the 1950s and uh they have like uh regulated hunts where they only give like i think it's like a hundred tags a year to be able to go hunt one of these things out of a million draws so your your odds are like you know incredibly slim and somehow i got picked for it on the first draw and i went to go do that hunt with my dad and it was crazy because i mean we had backpacks on we were scaling these like you know steep mountains and stuff and like climbing all the way to the top to hunt these things and like i was sh- basically shooting off of a ledge like basically th- they had to hold my back legs because my upper torso was like hanging off the ledge as i was shooting down mm-hmm. they had to hold my back legs so i wouldn't fall off the mountain you
0: know oh, to wow. my
2: demise. so that was <laughs> yeah. that was pretty crazy i mean and, and mm-hmm. i have a big fear of heights so you know dealing with that was it was something else too but i'd say that was definitely the most exciting and crazy challenging hunt that i've ever been on
0: yeah, I bet it probably looked amazing from up there. But um, what's that like when you when you're scared of heights and you're way up there, just overcoming that fear?
2: It was it was interesting. You know, I had to just, you know, I guess just push through it. And uh, I just made, you know, kind of told myself, you know, that it was really rewarding if I was able to pull it off. And so I just, you know, I, I got myself to overcome it. And uh, I'm really glad that I did it, because it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. And that was that itself was like the hunt of a lifetime, definitely. Very, very physically challenging too. I mean, we were, yeah, we were pretty worn out by the end, of having to do all that hiking and stuff.
0: I bet. Um, what would be your like um, dream uh, game to hunt or place to go hunting?
2: Man, I really, I, I really want to go moose hunting one day. That's that's something that kind of scary because they're pretty dangerous, but
0: that's definitely <laughs> up
2: there. Yeah just the type of hunt you know the spot and stock, and having to go you know out there in the wilderness and hike for them and stuff and, and pack everything when you shoot like i think that's a really cool experience and that's definitely something that i i want to do later on in life
0: where do you go and hunt uh moose
2: is it anywhere a- up, anywhere you know maine you can go up to canada i know alaska has a lot of good moose hunting just all those northern states would be a good place to start
0: mm. but, uh, have you been to canada before
2: yeah actually and it wasn't i mean it was actually on a, it was it was more of a pit stop we i think we stopped in uh in toronto because we were going on a cruise on a disney cruise to alaska back when i was a little kid and uh we stopped there and i guess that's like my only memory of being in canada but yeah it was cool mm. that's cool i got this i got to see it for a bit
0: yeah, where where else have you been uh, you've been to a bunch of different places haven't you um, probably now scotland and ireland <laughs> yeah
2: yeah you know scotland ireland uh, i've been to uh, I think new mexico california florida colorado and uh obviously mexico
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, i think i don't remember anywhere else that i've gone other than that it's just been in texas i mean it's but i would like to go elsewhere you know
0: what I'd would like be your, your your dream destination or place to to go
2: i don't know that's a good question I haven't quite figured that out yet.
0: How about you? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been to too many places, um, out, especially not outside the U.S. I mean, Mexico, a couple of different places, but it'd be cool to go to Europe somewhere. Um, I don't know where, but that'd be cool. In the U.S., I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Yeah, seems like a nice place.
2: Heck yeah, go chill out over there, man.
0: Yeah, going.
2: That's a, a pretty place. Take to a to nap see. on the
0: sand. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hey man, you gotta relax, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. It's important to relax, awesome. especially right now with all this going on. Have 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 um well like what what have you been doing to like de-stress and stuff? I'm sure things get kind of stressful well, right now. Yeah,
2: so you know, all I've been doing is is um uh, like other than schoolwork and like applications and stuff, I've been working out and then just making sure I'm eating right and and that's it. And you know, like this weekend I came down to help my dad out at the ranch back in Laredo, but other than that, you know, I pretty much just I stay at home, and then I go to the gym to work out, and then I, you know, focus on school. And I mean, there's really not much else you can do. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm going on a, on a dove hunt next weekend, but other than that, I mean, I'm I'm just kind of sticking to a routine. And you know, I'm I'm a very uh, routine-driven guy. I like to have my stuff planned out, so you know, I just kind of stick to that every day. And yeah, and how about you?
0: Got you. Um. You know. Same. I've been trying to stick to a routine for um, exercising. It's gotten a little um tough with school starting. So I've just been going on more runs than than working out. Yeah. Um, but pretty much that, and then I'll watch stuff for class or just for pleasure. I've gotten into some like phone video games. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go and Mario Kart. <laughs> there you go.
2: Um. I love Mario Kart.
0: Yeah, it's actually pretty fun on the phone. I was I was yeah. thinking all the phone games were gonna be like that poop, trash. but it was, it was good. It was, it was I was surprised. So I've been getting really into that. Yeah, um, other than that, just you know, doing stuff like this, um, talking to other friends via Zoom, and working on different projects, uh, playing music here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah.
2: Man, Um, going back to running, that's really good for you. I mean, I I do it too, you know, during the weekend. I think it's a really good way to flush all that lactic acid out and stuff. And you just feel a lot better. So good for you, man. That's awesome.
0: No, yeah, it is really helpful. Like uh, yesterday, I wasn't like, I don't know, I was just in one of those bummy moods where you're like, man, I just want to just go to sleep. It's (laughs) it's five in the afternoon, but I just want to fall asleep now. And I went on a run and came back and I was just like, now I'm going to make some food, do some homework. Get my yeah, stuff done it kind of
2: revitalizes you and gives you more of a sense of purpose for that day definitely
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's a good it's a good reason to like get out and like enjoy the nice weather too just going out and do something
2: do you go out and run with a mask on and stuff or
0: yeah i'll just take it off when i'm not yeah. around people and then just yeah flop yeah it on real quick um, it's hard I,
2: yeah. I do it too but it's hard yeah
0: Mm-hmm. it's it's like hard to breathe when you're running that much mask. they're not for you know <laughs> running but uh no. it, it no, definitely no. works you out a little differently i guess when you're having yeah. to breathe a little bit heavier or something i don't know does it affect your glasses
2: i'm wondering because i know like does it, does it fog up
0: like when you wear a mask
2: like do, mm-hmm. how do you how do
0: you deal with contacts or what um i just have been wearing my glasses a lot less <laughs> since i've had <laughs> to wear a mask because no you know like i'll put the glasses over the mask you know like just a little bit over so that i it doesn't fog up as easily but then my glasses start sliding off or the mask is you know getting uncomfortable and i have to move it around so unless i'm in class i'll just not be wearing my glasses for the sake of not having to deal with that because it is really annoying yeah your glasses constantly fog up i was gonna Um, say
2: that's that's tough
0: yeah because i don't wear contacts something about poking my eyeball just not not, 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 not for, me. for you. <laughs> yeah.
2: not vibing with that yeah
0: <laughs> do, you, do you wear contacts do you have no I don't,
2: I don't i don't wear any glasses at all actually i was just wondering because i you know i try to wear sunglasses when i have my mask on sometimes and it, mm-hmm. i had the same thing happen to me so i just you know and i know that i'm sure it happens to you too that's why i was asking about it but.
0: yeah so um so what were you going down to laredo to help your dad with at the
2: no. Yeah, so we had a guy that was interested in buying some of my cows, and, and uh, so I came down to sort them, and so he can come look at them and stuff, and uh, and then you know, I think my dad's gonna do some work with the deer tonight in the pens, and so I'm gonna help him out, just because you know he's so busy in town all the time with with his all this other stuff that he has to do, and so mm-hmm. any time that I can come down and help him out, you know, I'm always willing to. So that's nice. that's kind of what was going on this weekend.
0: How are how are the cows and and deer holding up? <laughs> they're
2: they're doing good actually. You know, I, I took a load of calves to market today, so waiting for that check <laughs> hopefully hopefully they sold well and then uh they're doing good man you know it's been raining a lot actually thank mm-hmm. god I, I was a little worried about that but we got like close to five inches you know these past couple of weeks so everything flooded mm-hmm. up again so it's nice
0: it's nice, nice. To have that. is that uh is that helpful when you have like a whole bunch of um you know like cows or
2: yeah, well, it's really helpful for not only for the livestock, but for all the wildlife because, you know, the more it rains, the more your grass grows, and it provides more protection and cover for deer fawns and the quail coveys, and so everybody, every, everybody in the ecosystem does a lot better when there's more grass and stuff, and so any bit more water you can get is great, and then plus, you know, it adds water to the ponds and stuff, and so there's just more drinking water for the animals, so it's, mm-hmm. it's a win-win for all of us.
0: Nice, nice um what's it like taking them to market are you like physically taking them somewhere or do people go by and check them out
2: yeah no so you gotta load them up in a trailer and take them to a to an unloading place like an unloading dock and then you go there and they weigh them and then uh you just you know you tell them your ranch name your po box and stuff and then yeah you know, they ship them off to auction and then in a few weeks you get you get your check in the mail that says you know whatever they bought them for hmm. and uh that's kind of how it goes Gotcha. I don't. I don't send all of mine to market, but you know, there's, there's like a certain group whatever I don't sell to people. I take it to market and try to get what I can there. Hmm. I mean, trying to help feed feed everybody in America too. I guess you know, I kind of contributes to that. So there's always that aspect of it too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. There's um. Uh, do you ever sell um? uh cattle to like I i don't know how that works <laughs> like who, no, who, who who buys it and it sells it out of like
2: <laughs> market, market grass fed to them no but um no i think the way it works is that you know, you sell it to market and then that goes to the to the feedlot people and then so the feedlot people receive all the calves that they buy at market and they grow them out even more to get to like a bigger weight and then mm-hmm. once they get to a bigger weight they go to the slaughterhouse and then from the slaughterhouse is where h-e-b goes and buys the cuts and stuff that's gotcha. so that's it's like a little it, it's like a, a process
0: gotcha is there like um a kind of like marketing you guys have to do to be to like you know yeah you got the well, best cows yeah so <laughs> i, I have a
2: certain breed so i i mm. raise red brangus and so the whole phenom about this breed is that one they're very hardy for the heat and stuff which is really important down here and then two you know they have a little bit of the angus in them so they they produce really good quality beef and so you kind of get the best of both worlds from, from, the, from that that crossbreed that i have and so that's kind of what i like to market to people is mm-hmm. that you know you're buying animals that are very very hardy and resistant and they can also produce good beef which is what you want for the market because they'll pay you more for it and so that's kind of that's kind of how i market my animals
0: gotcha cool cool
2: yeah it's it's uh it's a big game, man. There's a lot of people that are involved in the cattle industry and uh, there's a whole bunch of different breeds and, and you know, certain advantages and some that are not in others and vice versa. And so it's, uh, it's quite a big game to get into. I can tell you that much.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there like a, a different kind of breed that you'd want to get or like, do you guys ever like, um, like make hybrids to, to yeah. sell better?
2: No, so when, for me, I've just always really liked the look of Brangus. I don't know what it is. Ever since I was younger you know, and, I, and I saw one, I just, I've just i always liked them. And so I think I'm just going to stick with that. But I mean, you know, there's there's people out there that that like to try different things and, and make different crosses and see how it comes out. And so it's all depending on, you know, personal preference and stuff. What I am doing, though, is I'm getting into a registered cattle, uh, the same breed I have registered Brangus now. And what that is, is they just have a pedigree and papers and... They're worth a little more money. So gotcha. it's uh it's a cool little industry to get into as well. Another yeah, the niche.
0: Hmm. Neat, neat. Um, you guys do a similar thing with like the deer or is that more for, for hunting?
2: Yeah, so actually it's kinda deer kind of work the same way in the sense that you have like just like you have a registered cattle pedigree you're going to have deer that are registered with pedigree so you know what their like lineages and so you know what you're buying the genetics and stuff mm-hmm. and so like all the deer that my dad buys for the pens and stuff like that they all come with you know pedigrees from different uh, sires and dams and so you kind of look for what you want in terms of like characteristics and stuff and based on their lean or their lineage and stuff and so that's kind of it's kind of it's very similar very similar industry.
0: Gotcha. Um, so is this something you want to keep doing along with, um, like you're saying, uh, flipping ranches, or is is this something that you'd want to, like, slowly stop doing so that you can focus more on on the? Like, no, ranch I definitely fruit. think
2: it's and it, you know the thing about cattle is they're not always very profitable. But it's like when you have a like when you have such a passion for something that like it doesn't really matter if you don't make a whole lot of money, just as long as you enjoy it. And that's my mm-hmm. thing. Like I understand that I may not make a lot and, then, and i understand that it does take a lot of my time out but it's 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 one of those things where when you really enjoy it you know you're gonna keep doing it and so i i envision myself doing this for the rest of my life like as a side thing just as like my little hobby i guess you can say
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: kind of that's kind of how i see it in that lens
0: gotcha and you've been uh, you've been into this for like a really long time right like back when yeah. you're doing 4-h and stuff like yeah. that. yeah so um, or sorry go ahead
2: no you're good so my dad uh actually so going back to 4H you know when i was in 4H i'd sell my animals at the auction there at the, at the county fair and uh i was saving up my money and then finally once i got out of high school or when i was about to graduate from high school my dad let me buy my first red cows which were heifers back then and that's when i started this little operation was when i was in high school mm-hmm. with that same money that i had saved, saved up from 4H and so ever since then i just started growing my herd and uh you know expanding everything and then just learning more about it and, and that's kind of how it all started you know and i've been doing it since then and i hope to do it for a lot longer which is why i got into the registered stuff because now that i'm getting older you know i want to kind of get into a, a deeper niche of that industry
0: mm-hmm. gotcha um so do do you and your dad have the same kind of um of uh like cattle that you guys are each raising or do you both have different different kinds
2: no we have the same kind we're mm-hmm. a we're a team we're a team gotcha. you know I, it's like I couldn't do it without him you know my dad he's everything and uh so yeah we're, we're we're a tag team and I just try to help in any way that I can you know he's the he's the he's the boss man but you know I try to just do whatever I can to help and not, we both really enjoy it so
0: yeah that's good man that you got uh, something that the whole family does because your mom also is into it as well right yeah Her yeah they, we so? all
2: and my sister raises show steers and stuff and so we all we all love it so it's it's a blessing man having having something like that in common for the whole family that enjoys it's a lot of fun
0: mm-hmm. that's cool and and how's your how's everybody doing how's uh how's your dad mom and Allegra they're doing? doing great
2: you know it's crazy time flies like a already going to be graduating high school yeah this, <laughs> this year and it's like oh my god like it's 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 hard to believe that time flies like that but, um, but speaking of that how's how's, everybody, how's how's everybody in your family doing
0: they're good. Um, you know, Enrique's uh back at AM, Rafa's in Austin, and Bella's at home with my parents trying to make Zoom work, you know, for, for <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, they're they're all good. Um my dad's got his different projects, my mom too, um doing real estate again. Um so yeah, everyone's everyone's keeping busy, you know. You people that aren't busy are my dogs. They're just getting old and lazy. Yeah. <laughs> or angry. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah. That's cool. Um. So where where is Allegra thinking of going to school? A&M as well?
2: I think she, yeah. She's mm-hmm. going to try to become another Aggie in the family. So we're fingers crossed, man.
0: Yeah, then you can uh, show her around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she gets yeah, probably.
2: Up. Yeah, if everything works out, I'll still be there. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely.
0: Does she also want to go into a... Uh, agricultural economics. Or no, actually, so she else? wants
2: to go into education. She wants to be a teacher.
0: Oh, that's I awesome! Think it's
2: pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. She wants to be a teacher. I think, I think, particularly for like younger kids, because she seems to you know, get along really well with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think that's kind of her avenue. So I'm pretty stoked about that.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. More, more teachers. We can always use more teachers. Yeah, um, definitely. Does she have like a specific uh, like subject she wants to I'm not uh, teach sure kids, or part. or is it more like? Um, like at the age where it's like you got the one teacher that teaches you a little bit of everything.
2: I think that's kind of more, more along the lines of where she wants to go with it. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. That's cool. Um, speaking of like education, what what was your, what's been your favorite class um, in your program that you've taken so far?
2: Man, my favorite class that I've taken. So I took, I took a sales class uh, two years ago it was called the 315. It was like food industry sales. And you had to learn how to develop a sales pitch for like a, for a product that you were coming up with and present it to like actual business people and, and, and they grade you based on your performance and stuff. And so I thought that was really cool because I mean, really, I think throughout life, you know, not, not only you, whether you're working for somebody or, or you're working for yourself, not only are you selling a product, you're trying to sell yourself mm-hmm. you're trying to sell like your credibility and, and that, you know, you're worth whatever you're, you know, whatever you you're asking for, whatever you want. And so I thought it was really cool because they taught us a lot, of, a lot about that. You know, they taught us how to, how to use your speech mannerisms to better sell yourself, how to, how to try to stand out from the crowd, and uh, really just how to be more prepared for those situations in life. And I thought that was really cool and I took a lot away from it. So that to me was, was, was really awesome. And uh, what about yours? What's been your favorite class so far?
0: Um, in general or here in grad school?
2: In general, I mean, it could be both.
0: Um, in, in general... Oh, that, that one's tough um i took a uh a web series class that i really enjoyed where you know we went from start to finish making the first episode or two of a web series um and it was a lot of fun it was also incredibly stressful but yeah it was really fun to like go from just having an idea to the finished product of having an entire film uh, or ep- two episodes of a of a of a web series. Um and it was a lot of fun. Like that filming it, super stressful. Was was like constantly stressed out, super tired. But once it was done, super fun. Uh you know, like it's one it of those things that's like you hate doing it, but then once yeah. you're done with it, you were like, Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that and then like some some screenwriting classes. I mean, I enjoy all my screenwriting classes, but um, you know, to lump I would lump them all together, but um, yeah, like being one class that I really enjoyed, which is that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it it's, really it's, helps when you
2: have a passion for what you're studying. You know, I think that really makes a big difference in, in how and in how much you take away from your classes.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Like if it's something that you're even when you're not taking that class, you're still thinking about, or like not even when you're not doing something that's in, related to that, but you're still linking it to it. You know, it's it's tons of fun. Uh, yeah. And i don 't know it just says a lot about how you feel about that thing, like yeah. we 'll be doing whatever, and i 'll be like, "How could I turn that into a story, or what is it like what, if, <laughs> what or just even watching things for fun with like family now i 'm just constantly breaking down the stories and like god oh, this this is bad, this is good, this is cool, this is not working um yeah it 's it 's interesting, yeah, the things we 're passionate about I care yeah. um when you were I know you said you've been into this for a really long time, but when you were like a lot younger, was there something else you thought you were going to do that you were passionate about?
2: Funny story. Actually, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was growing up.
0: Me too. And then I realized
2: (laughs) how hard that was. And so, yeah, I, I quickly, uh, shifted, shifted plans after that, but that was like, for the longest time that was my plan. I wanted to be a veterinarian. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah. Interesting stuff, man. What about, what about you?
0: I mean, vet as well. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a I wanted to be a vet until like um, the later half of, of high school. Um when I was starting to realize, you know, like I don't know if I could, you know, <laughs> do that. I don't think I can do that. I don't know if I have the stomach uh for it, um kind of thing. And it wasn't until I realized that, you know, a friend of mine was doing film or gonna try and get into film that I was like, That's an option? We can do that, that's amazing. <laughs> Something yeah. I've always wanted to do, but I thought it yeah. was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I also wanted to be a vet. Just you know, growing up with all the animals, you wanna you wanna help them out. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think for me, what what scared me was like seeing how they have to work under pressure, like the surgeries and stuff, and and knowing exactly what to do in a in a in a in a pressurized moment. I mean, that just it's it scared the living daylights out of me. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It's like one one wrong uh, move or one like yeah. accidental twitch and it's like it's all over. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're fired. And yeah, uh, not something I want to I don't want to get into. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Did um have you seen any of the like veterinary program at A&M? Cuz that that's like the only one in Texas, right? They they have the only Yeah,
2: one. I, I haven't personally seen it. You know, I know a lot of people that did animal science and that are that are trying to go with that route and, and get into vet school. Um and I know it's very very challenging and rigorous, so props to them. But uh, no, I actually haven't gone and seen like their buildings or anything. But if I, had, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's state of the art stuff that they have there.
0: Yeah, I remember when someone was describing to me what what like it looked like or what kinds of stuff you would do with the A and M program. Um, someone described to me that they had a cow where they like cut a hole in its side and then just put like a like a glass plate over it so you could see its insides when they're like. Yeah touching stuff and like showing you where all the parts are i was like that's crazy that they that they have animals like that i think they put it in one
2: of the stomach chambers and they're able to like witness as the food is being processed in there it's pretty it's pretty gnarly yeah
0: that's crazy but i mean i guess you're seeing it in real time
2: i just always wondered how they did it to like keep infections out and stuff when they would yeah open up an animal like that it's it always blew my mind
0: yeah but well, I mean, I'm sure they have state-of-the-art stuff that kept that yeah. cow okay. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. if not, that'd be a really horrible existence for that cow. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like they plug them off the machine or something like that. It's terrible. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, all right, dude. So we're getting close to the, to the end-ish. Okay. So last time I had um, my Theo Orly on, Or You, you remember yeah. Theo Orly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got some questions from him for you, and I think you've already kind of answered a lot of these. But I'm going to ask oh, you really? again. But yes. now I'm but now <laughs> I'm still orally. Okay, <laughs> you're good. So what a problem. What is your passion?
2: My passion would be agriculture-related, raising cattle. That's just something that I really love my entire life. Um, really, just ranching in general. You know, being a good steward of the land. You know, whether it be raising wildlife, livestock. That's just something that I've always enjoyed and that I always will enjoy. And hopefully I, I want to pass that on to future generations as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I liked it. Being a good steward of the land, taking care of it so it works better for us. You exactly.
2: Know? Yeah. I'm all about that.
0: That's cool. Do, do you guys like take any, um? I don't know how to describe it, like, uh, I guess like eco-friendly measures when, you know, ranching and stuff like that too. Yeah.
2: So we actually do. So what we do is we have a, we have a, a system where we cross-divide the pastures with low fences that so we can work the cattle through each little pasture. And the, the intention behind it is that so they're not stuck in one spot for such a long time. If you rotate them enough, they don't over overeat all the vegetation, which leaves enough for the wildlife so that you don't affect any of the other populations that are native. And so we do that to keep the grassland safe and to keep it from ever being overgrazed. And then we've been implementing programs where we've been opening up uh, areas where we're introducing more grass and and more pockets of, of vegetation to allow for the wildlife to be able to do better and uh, and um, yeah that's so that's that's kind of that's kind of what we're what, we're, what our goal is you know because we're all about being stewards of the land and and you know obviously we use it for our cattle but at the same time we're trying to give back to make sure that it you know it, it lasts for another two hundred years and so you know we try to do what we can to help out.
0: Yeah, that's awesome glad to hear that
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um okay so the second question is it says and why is it his passion and how will it help him in the future well,
2: well it's it's my passion because i mean i've just it's something that I've been, i was introduced to at a very young age about my dad and my mom because both of our families are are, are very into ra- ranching and hunting and stuff and so that's that's been in the family it's, it's in my blood essentially and so mm-hmm. You know, I I just over time, I just began to love it more and more. And that's just kind of how it developed. And as far as how it would help me, you know, I think just having that discipline of being a good steward and understanding that, you know, you have to be, you have to be a conservationist aside from, you know, you know, just using the land and stuff. I think that helps you to become a more disciplined person, you know, in, in every other aspect of life, because I think in general, you're just more inclined to, you know, being disciplined about how you go about your way and whatever you're doing, whether it be, you know, your daily routine or, 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 you know, your classwork and stuff. Like just having that mentality of being a disciplined person and like trying to do the right thing, I think can apply in a a broad range of aspects in life. So I think that's, that's kind of how it helps.
0: Gotcha. Nice. I like that. like that answer. All right. right. So so his last question is, what is your favorite movie and your favorite music artist?
2: Okay, so last time someone got me into a podcast and I completely botched it and I said the wrong movie, but I'm not going to mess that up this time. So my favorite movie growing up has always been Jurassic Park, all of them. Mm-hmm. I love Jurassic Park. Star Wars is right there too, but I think Jurassic Park is definitely like my top favorite movie, sp- specifically the third one. I think that was like my favorite one out of all of them. And what the was the second part of they- the question?
0: um what is your favorite music artist but real quick before you answer that, oh, yeah, is, yeah, that yeah. is the yeah. third one the one where they have uh like some of the dinosaurs start having feathers that, i haven't uh, seen no it was more like the yeah. plane
2: crashed and like the spinosaurus showed up like the mm. that's like the one that's my, my favorite movie out of all of them i, mean, the, the I think I, I remember and stuff
0: yeah. yeah i think i remember um you know when we were younger going over to your house and that movie yeah. was was on repeat or just like all of them <laughs> it's, it's a just, good movie they're good. Yeah, it's I a mean, good franchise
2: yeah i was just obsessed with it man growing up as a kid and i still love it now so i mean it's just one of those things i guess you know mm-hmm. and what do you, um,
0: what do you think of the the new ones have you seen all the new ones
2: yeah yeah so i've seen i've seen both of the new ones and um
0: they're cool you know they're,
2: they're obviously not the same as they're, they're a little different like the plots and stuff and how they've kind of changed it to like modernize it and you know where they're like making you know weapon engineered dinosaurs and stuff like in the mm-hmm. most recent one and so i guess that was a little interesting but it was it was cool i mean i'm, I'm all up for you know like different versions and, and taking it on a different path and so i thought it was really cool you know i i enjoyed both of them definitely what was your take on them
0: cool cool um i mean i i, I like jurassic park i like steven uh spielberg yeah yeah he, yeah. he did those yeah um <laughs> it it is different I, the the new ones didn't quite have as uh, like fun of an uh, effect because i think at some point they start talking about like human cloning and stuff yeah and it's like well now we're just getting beyond it's about to die yeah. guys <laughs> i think yeah. I, at one point like i remember hearing about how there was a version of the new the new the first new one or the mm-hmm. the first one of the new trilogy
2: yeah like the first one
0: yeah where there was uh there was a version where they had human dinosaur hybrids running through the park to like capture the dinosaurs. So it was like velociraptor people. And, and then they scrapped it and they're like, this is dumb. That's not too a distant. terrible idea. <laughs> You're going
2: to piss also, off a lot of
0: people. Yeah. But it seems like they might go that way since they've gotten into yeah. the, this. It this kind of did during the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like for all, you know, we'll get, we'll still get the we'll, we'll get those in human dinosaurs
2: part three. Yeah. Look out for it.
0: It's the uh, it's the only conclusion. Like why would they not do that? Yeah. <laughs>
2: you gotta go all the way, man.
0: All the way. Um and all right, so and your favorite uh musical artist.
2: Yeah, so my favorite musical artist has been Clint Black. It's a country singer from the nineties. And you know, he's not like the biggest like superstar, but he just has really good music and I've just always enjoyed it. And you know, you can ask all my friends, that's like my favorite. So that's that's definitely it
0: what are what are some of his favorite songs Because that name sounds kind of familiar yeah. but i'm not
2: so killing sure. time is one of them like killing time uh no time to kill uh i think like the rain is also really good' I'll just name a few of my mm. favorite songs
0: one of those sounds familiar to me i'll look yeah, i'll look you, into him yeah ought
2: to look him up he's it's it's nineties country so it's 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 a little it's a little bit older but it's uh, it's really good quality stuff and you know, it has a really good voice and stuff so I've, I've always enjoyed that music for sure
0: nice no yeah i mean i like older country i think it's uh more fun than newer stuff that just sounds the, like pop but with a the country new poppy accent. stuff yeah <laughs> yeah it's a little yeah
2: I, I agree with that it is a little popish nowadays it, mm-hmm. it kind of changes it a bit
0: yeah i miss the old rugged country
2: <laughs> what's uh what's like your favorite artist that you like to listen to
0: Curiosity. um music artist you know it yeah. it changes back and forth i go into like different phases because I, I i don't like listening to the same stuff over and over because then i'll kind of wear them out for me so like i go through different different stuff i know um for a while in in college i was into like k-pop because nella got me into it and yeah. then later in college i started getting into like Tuvan throat singing or mongolian throat singing which if you don't know what it is check it out it's wild okay I I will. Their voice with their throats it's it's weird it's really? weird but it's cool it, it's like it's not just singing it's like making a sound and it sounds like a whistle but they're not whistling normally yeah like, they're not using their lips they're just like guttural sounds like, Whoa, and they're just <laughs> turning it into like a musical instrument, so they'll be there like jamming on the guitar, and then they'll just like yeah. add a bass sound with their mouth,
2: like some type stuff. Man, that's crazy!
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Check it out. Yeah, um, I will, I will. Uh, but yeah, that it it goes, it changes. I mean, I like, um, Father John Misty is a is like a folkish type singer or mm-hmm. that I enjoy. Um, Born Ruffians, um. Dave Matthews is always a classic to go back to. Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash. Yeah,
2: Willie. Yeah, yeah. The, I agree there. The
0: Ooh. The Highwaymen. I
2: love Willie Nelson. Classics. Yeah.
0: Um. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, Little of everything.
2: It's um, always cool to get a to get an appreciation for older music. Definitely.
0: mm mm-hmm, For sure, and there's a lot of good older older music. You yeah. know, some 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 cool artists out there. Um. I guess we can we can close it out here <laughs> so um okay. thank thank you again Ugo, for for coming on this was this was a lot of fun we have yeah I, I, I really well,
2: or, sorry, I know no. I know it's been so long and you know I really No, you're good I I, I just uh, I really appreciate the invite you know it's I'm always glad to come and, and join and just talk and have a good conversation so I'm always I'm always open for it and uh and I've had a great time so far man
0: thank you dude thank you for for coming on hopefully we can see each other again soon yeah um i mean we'll see how things go but maybe we can like you know drive by each other and honk yeah.
2: <laughs> that's what it's gonna be hey at least it'll, it'll be something so you know whatever yeah. we can do are you gonna be back here for christmas
0: yeah that um i'll definitely yeah. be back for christmas um i think i'll also oh, Thanksgiving be back too. For Thanksgiving. Hello. yeah. But and I'm not. Stuff. I'm not super sure how Thanksgiving is going to work because I'm either going back for Thanksgiving and then staying in Texas until next semester, mm-hmm. or you know, depending on what the school wants to do. Because I think yeah, some of someone was like saying they're floating around, just telling the students not to go back for Thanksgiving and then just waiting until you until know, in, December until and then just having yeah. a longer break. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we'll see. But hopefully, I I can be down there for Thanksgiving. And, yeah. All that fun stuff.
2: We'll have to wear we'll have to wear some custom hazmat suits when we have a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner, man.
0: <laughs> for sure. That'd we'll be make cool. Sure get those made. We'll each be in a little bubble. Yeah. At our exactly. tables in different bubbles. <laughs>
2: we'll have like a little microphone set up and we can just talk, you know. Mm-hmm. That'd be
0: cool. Uh we We'll have to see what we can do. We can figure something out. Maybe some kind of Zoom thing where, you know, where there's a different camera for each family. Yeah um different different setups we'll see yeah um I'm sure it'll but, work something out yeah well cool cool man well thank you so much um and love you and hope you have a good rest of your uh you know semester and that all goes well and also a good weekend
2: man i appreciate that i love you too and uh and i'm, I'm glad to talk to you and i hope everything goes well this semester for you as well and uh i hope to see you soon one of these holidays man
0: yeah for sure it'd be awesome well this has been the latest episode of the Las Aguilas podcast. I'm Héctor Farias.
2: And I'm Hugo Flores.
0: Hugo, thank you again. And, uh, you know, stay safe. And everyone listening, stay safe as well. And you'll, uh, we'll see you again next week.
1: Family forever, baby.